Yes, yes, yes. Friday fun day. Styles and Watkins, second show. Oh, yeah. We'll stop doing it at, I don't know, once we get to seven or something. But for stop now, we're going to- Stop doing the show? We're, no, stop <laughs> numbering them. Ah, okay, okay. But number okay. two- I was like, I wasn't sure what your contract no, looked like. I was short like, okay. stint. Yeah, sure. Short stint. You know, I'm in and you out. You know, around here, you never know. In and out like a fast food restaurant. That's some NBA Street for you. Got a great show for you today, Styles and Watkins, as we get ready for, yes, the Warriors and the Kings. Oh, man. First game at home. Mm. You want a home beam? Let's see if they can get it done. The keys to the game. How much it matters because Allen will probably overreact and Chris (laughs) will try to be the realist. And I will tell him that you need to turn it up a notch. Sorry. Because it's a big one. I'll try. And after that, you got the Lakers. We'll get into that as well. And then you got the Warriors again, but we'll be back to preview that. Brock Purdy, like we said on the crossover, are the Niners riding dirty with or without Brock Purdy? Because I don't even know what's going on. You got it. it You don't have a concussion. You got concussion-like symptoms, right? Are you concussion adjacent? I don't know what the situation is, but you got on a full helmet and you're practicing. Mm -hmm. And anybody else that's been in this situation hasn't been able to play. But I guess what what Emil said to us yesterday was that they actually – said to have concussions, and Brock Purdy just has these symptoms. So we don't know. We don't know if it's Sam Darnold. It's just it's just fluid. It's a fluid situation right yes. now. And it's a Friday fun day, so we got to talk about this, man. I don't know yeah. if you heard about it, but there is a list going around. Mm-hmm. There is a list going around with restaurants where women will not allow allow themselves to be taken for a date. We're going to go date. through that first date. <gasps> yeah. I'm so glad I'm producing. I was, uh, would you look at that? Very glad. Would you look at that? that? We're going to get Simone's takes on it. We're yes. going to get our, we have everything going on here today yeah. on this Friday Sunday as we get ready for the Kings home opener. Chris, how was your birthday? How did you celebrate? <laughs> I know you probably did. You play the softball game? I did play the softball oh, game. Wow, well, uh, you, you should have just lied to me. I really didn't I, want I know to we're play. Establishing I trust, was, but <laughs> I was adamant that I did not want to play. Uh, even when I showed up, I was like, "Guys, are we sure we want to do this?" Uh, the only positive was it was early enough to where we got done with the game at like seven forty-five. Okay, and uh, got food, got drinks after. And what kind you know, of food? Uh, went to uh, this great spot called Pangea. Shout out mm-hmm. Pangea and everyone who's ever been there. It's awesome. Ooh. Right next to Gunther's. Okay. Uh, really famous ice cream spot. Did they have the muscles? Spot. Did they, they have did the muscles? They did not have the muscles, no. Uh, what, they, do they sell out? I. They, it was not on the menu. Uh, but we did also really show up pretty late. So it was, okay. you know, they've got a great burger. Sure. Uh, had some burgers, had some, I think I had, uh, we had some table wings. Yeah, which yeah. always got to have for my birthday. And, great. Uh, yeah, had had some had some good times for sure, but you know, unfortunately, obviously, had work today, so uh, had had to keep it temper. But, yes, you know, tonight you if, got the weekend. If the beam is is going down <laughs> oh. tonight, it's going down. Tonight. Hey, you okay? know, I'm, I'm going, going up. up. I guess then it's up. going up. There well, you go. I got Thank the media Simone. pass That's officially in the building. Yes. Right. So hey, you want to link up after? Yeah, we'll make it oh, happen. You know, it's all it's, it's all down. team building. Party at the beam is exactly okay. The beam party. So a lot to talk about today, and I see you on the YouTube chat. Thank you as as always, we got Jess saying, hey, can we get a Styles and Watkins intro? We're yeah, we working on it. Yeah, it's loading. Yeah. It's loading. So hang on. <laughs> we will definitely have that. And what the Suns didn't have last night was two of their all-stars yep. and Bradley Beal and also Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And it looked like, for the most part, that KD was going to be able to will this team Man. with Josh Okogie yeah. and the crew <laughs> and get the W. Then at the end, and I don't know if... We're going to talk also 
about the rivalry or non-rivalry with right. the Warriors. And as Kings fans, who you despise more, the Lakers or the Warriors? Because yeah. I'm very interested. Yep. Being from the Bay Area, I saw some things last year on social media last season while the Kings were playing the Warriors that surprised me. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. But getting back to Lakers and Suns, dude, I, I just... I'm so done with the Lakers, man. I can't I cannot I cannot deal with it. Yeah. Because you have after the first game, there was a lot of sound. LeBron, hey, I can play point guard. LeBron yep. naming off, listing his stats, just ridiculous. And AD awkwardly sitting there. Yep. Just bizarre behavior all around. Mm-hmm. They take the lead late in this game. LeBron looks to the crowd and they're just eating it up while Bradley Beal and Devin Booker on the bench. And I'm just so sick of it. It's like they, they lower their expectations yeah. just so they can come back and, Oh my goodness, look what they did. We beat the Suns. We beat the Suns and, and the guys that we've all said, they don't Watanabe and yeah. all these dudes, this is who we beat. And, and LeBron's like, King me, looking at the crowd. King me, man, sit down, dude. Can you sit down? I was yeah. I was sick to my stomach yeah. watching that. No, that was a terrible second half. It was really, really bad. I think in that third quarter, there was a period where like both teams combined were, I think, like 6 of 25 bad or ball. something. Bad ball. It was terrible. Uh, KD was, tr- like you said, he was trying to to lead them, lead the Suns, but even he he put up thirty seven points yeah. in uh, or thirty nine and and Phoenix barely put up a hundred. They they needed Devin like that's it was so clear and obvious that that Phoenix mm-hmm. team just needed anybody else besides right. KD to go to right. And even then it was a close game until the end of the day. And uh, yeah, I mean the Lakers. Yeah, there was so much. I I they asked LeBron in the post game. Oh my gosh! Uh, does this did this game silence the haters after AD's quiet second half last week? And uh, it's just. You know, it, it's good. Hey, shout out Lakers! Y'all are y'all are tearing each other up in the Pacific Division. That's fine. Let the Kings, you know, to just just feast on all that. Uh, but I I I also had an issue just with how the Lakers yesterday. I mean, you know, you you win a you win a gritty game for mm-hmm. sure. Celebrate, but it did not feel like some crowning moment or no. this is the Lakers showing that they're they can go toe to toe with a Phoenix team. No, they they. They didn't have their two stars, and yeah. they desperately like. I think Phoenix wins that game easy if right. one of Booker or Beal plays. They they beat the B squad. They beat JV. Really, right? that's really what KD they did. had to yeah. play with the JV squad. And and what bothers me because a lot of people have feelings. And later in the show, we're going to talk about bandwagon fans because look, I'm not saying I'm saying. Every team has bandwagon fans. That's what I'm saying. And certain teams get success. Yes, exactly. And it's good. It's Mm -hmm. good. I I will give my take. Chris will give his on bandwagon fans. But I'm going to talk front runners right here because, look, a lot of people have issues with LeBron. I I don't mind LeBron. I don't don't think he's necessarily as – I think he's very calculated. But I think when you're somebody like LeBron who's been in the spotlight since he was 16, you have to be calculated. But he is such a front runner. And you know why I know that? Yeah. Because I'm a front runner. When I'm when I win, I am in a great mood. When yeah. I lose, do not talk to me. Yeah. If I lose a Connect Four, don't talk to me. If I lose a Domino's, don't talk to me. Yeah. But if I win, every talk I'm in a great nice. mood. Yeah. Talk to me nice. Yeah. Hey, you want to go out, grab some food after? Yeah. I'll pay. That's who LeBron is. LeBron was so yeah. ready for that post game interview. Yeah. He just had a, a a twinkle in his eye and a shine in his heart. Yeah, he does. I mean, he really loves praise. I think it it comes. To back to you know those heat moments when everyone hated him, and then you know I think it's the moments where people talk about Steph Curry maybe being the greatest player of this generation. 
I think it all plays into some, you know, if I could psychoanalyze Ugh. LeBron James, I definitely think that he really does enjoy moments where people uh, recognize him and his greatness for mm-hmm. what it is. And, you know, last night was not uh, one of those moments that we're going to be talking about for, you know, at the end of LeBron's career. But uh, it was it was a moment in year 21 when he just like he did take over that game at the end, you know, circumstances aside like yeah. he, he did take over that game at the end of it and he it's incredible what he's able to do in year 21 I know that was brought up countless times yesterday and but will in year to be. 21 the fact that he's able to to have the athleticism to have that still in the tank I mean a lot was made of his minutes restriction in that first game played 35 minutes yesterday threw that out the window so I, I don't know if this is a good sign for the Lakers long term but at least for now it seems like LeBron is is locked in, and he understands that this might be one of the last opportunities that he's going to have to put together a successful or have a successful team. Even well, and that's why that's why we have said, or at least I have said, that the Kings really do have a shot at this. And we heard sound from Jay Williams yesterday on First Take talking about how he thinks the Kings are the closest team, right, to knock off the nuggets and it's because LeBron they know LeBron the Warriors right they know they got to get off to a hot start because the injuries are coming the load management is coming that's just where they are right now Suns are already there the Suns are already there (laughs) they they couldn't even enter the season (laughs) second game of the year and the the Warriors because the Warriors aren't going to have Draymond right so you got Kevin Durant who dropped 39 on you a Kogi with 10, yeah. Nurkic, who I don't know what happened to Nurkic, and maybe it's just a one-off. I remember him being much more of a threat offensively. Yeah. Maybe he's still getting used to playing sure. with KD, but I'm watching the game, and yeah, did I have him on price picks? Yeah, but it's not about that. <laughs> it's about the fact that he didn't even look at the rim. Yeah. I was very confused no, about sure. that. Grayson Allen with the six-burger. Good for you, Grayson. Don't yeah. trip anybody. But they need more. They need more yeah. when, when Book and, and Beal aren't playing. They need somebody else to step up the scoring load because – what, Katie's 35, 36 now? He's not going to be yeah. able to put up no. 39 points That's why he's in, in game Phoenix. 50. He's not in Phoenix exactly. to play with power dribbling Eric Gordon, <laughs> dropping 15 God, points. Eric Gordon, I cannot believe that fool is still playing the so, way he is. So, I mean, good for the Lakers. A win is a win is a win. <laughs> I guess. But you know what? It's just a little bit too much. Uh, hey, man, it's just always an event with the with oh, the Lakers. For sure. And yeah. I'm just so t- anywhere you go, you see a Laker fan yeah. who's never been to L.A., <laughs> who knows nothing about L.A. Yeah. They think that San Diego and L.A. are about five minutes apart. Yeah. They don't know. No. But they like the Lakers yeah. or they like LeBron. I don't know which is worse. I mean, or they just like Kobe too. Like oh, they, they like that's Kobe. the weird thing about Laker fans is there's like subdivisions right. of all of like there's Magic is the greatest player of all time yes. camp of Laker fans. There's Kobe's the greatest mm-hmm. player I've ever seen in my life camp. Yep. There's like actual Laker fans, which yeah. are few and far between. And then there's like LeBron fans, like you said. It, it's just they're they're uh, yeah. We're gonna talk about bandwagging la- later, but they are like the ultimate bandwagon team. They're the yes. ultimate. I mean, and they. They even play like I mean, they're, the players that they have on their team doesn't to me doesn't make sense. Like I I understand that the Lakers bring in Christian Wood, they re-sign Rui Hachimura, uh, you know they signed D'Lo, they signed Gabe Vincent. They're good individual pieces, but when you bring that, I just don't see how that team really comes together, and that's that's kind of what I'm yeah, still looking it's, to see. It's, it's kind of like the land of, not misfit toys, but weirdly fit toys. Yes. You know what I mean? Alright, yes. gotta get to a break. When we get back, was I wrong about my Bucks take because Dame time, Freak time look pretty darn good. That and more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 
Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins, second show. Getting you ready for Kings Warriors. Getting you ready for Niners Bengals. I don't, look, we came in hot on a fun Friday, Friday fun day. Those cookies, man, what do you want me to yeah, do? I, a, I yeah. woke up in the morning. I'm like, okay, grab some coffee. I didn't have coffee in the pre-show, so we were chill. We were just, you know, yep. getting it going. I get the coffee, and then on top of the coffee, yeah, you can't double dip like that. Then the cookies come, and you told me that there were cookies, but I like a, I like a coffee with my cookie. And now Ain't here no we are with that, but it's those cookies are the, the, yeah those the, are the, the sugar energy <laughs> is through the roof. We're amped. Yeah, we're amped. Yes. Ready to go. We are ready to go. So I don't know if I don't know if Sacramento has these, but anybody who's been to the Bay Area, it's it's you you gotta go if you're into coffee, which I am not. I just now I'm into coffee now that I have a child. I never really drank coffee <laughs> like that before, but it's called Phil's Coffee. Oh yeah, there's a couple okay, of them the, oh, man. Yeah, yes. those cookies were the mm. Phil's Coffee. Of cookies, really? Because after you drink Phil's, you're, you're ready hyped. To go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're 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 ready to take on Phil's the world. And that mojito one. You ever had the mojito wow. drink from there with the mint? Okay, oh, so good. I mean, if you needed to run so a marathon good. or a hundred meter sprint, yeah. I don't know why you would. You eat a cookie, you eat a you eat a crumble <laughs> cookie, yep. and you eat or drink some Phil's coffee. Yeah, you're Usain Bolt. You're Usain Bolt now. I would not. De- I would not deny. I mean, I feel. Like I'm, I'm ready to run right now. Like, I, I hate running. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I need to like. I feel like I'm gonna get moving. sweaty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit, but we're good to go. Still rocking with you till 2 p.m. And then after that, it's the drive guys yes, who sir. are on location. They are. That's right. Beam Nation yeah. on location. That's Whitey and Draper. So we'll talk to them later on in the show as we look at the last two games of the four teams. Well, the. Two of them hadn't played yet. The mm-hmm. Suns and Lakers had, but the the Bucks and the Sixers had not. Right. And we got our first look at Freak Time. Mm-hmm. And if we are talking about championship contention, yeah. I sat here on these airwaves yesterday and yes, I sir. said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then I saw it today and I said, maybe so. But at the same time, there was no James Harden. Right. And the Sixers had a lot of. going to be. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. yeah, and the, the Sixers, they might get fined or whatever because right. of the new rule where James Harden, he just didn't play, right. he didn't get security, something weird with James Harden. But the Sixers, what? you know, and I really, yeah, and I really like Tyrese Maxey. Ultimately, it wasn't enough. Yeah. Dame time with a dagger. Mm. Dame time with 39. That's what he does. What he, it was a franchise record for a debut, so good Love on him. Stats. Now that you've seen how much, however much you saw yeah. of the Bucks. What's, what's I mean, the deal? They're legit for sure, and it's it just really comes down to that Dame Giannis pick and roll. Is it's right up there with the Jokic Murray pick and roll, which is one of one of the hardest things to mm-hmm. to stop in the NBA. Like, there's just nothing you can really do, especially with how high they were setting those pick and rolls. Pretty much at right. at the half court line, like you you get Dame going downhill with a full head of steam. He can either take it all the way to the rack, or he can just. I mean, his ability to pull off the dribble right. is second to none, except for maybe Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's just incredible. And then you throw that with the threat of Giannis on the other side, and oh yeah, Chris Middleton as well. They're they're just going to be a really tough team to stop on on offense now, which is which has been the opposite of their calling card. Defensively is really where they uh, they made their money and their bread was buttered, and it seems like. 
the defense is going to be the the thing that's going to be intriguing. Not so against Philly, where you know they're a lot more post centric, but right. against a team more so like Boston, where they have the two uh, the two Jays, Jalen and Jason. How do they match up with those guys? I think is going to be the key for ultimately if they can make it to the finals. But uh, they're definitely to me one of the best two teams in the Eastern Conference for sure. Yeah, and the thing that I don't think enough people talk about in terms of Damian Lillard, we all know that he. He's only second to Steph in terms of shooting right. from anywhere on the court. But really, and and he is a little bit older. He used to he was never Russell Westbrook, but he could yam on you now. Oh, yeah. He for definitely sure. could. So no, he, he doesn't had underrated hops. Exactly. For sure. yeah. So he doesn't necessarily do that at the same clip anymore. But mm-hmm. what Damian Lillard can do that I don't even really think Jamal Murray does as well, because Damian Lillard is, is better than Jamal Murray, is that he gets to the cup and yeah. he puts a lot of pressure yes. on you. I he what Damian Lillard does is the appropriate amount of foul hunting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't it's not egregious. Right. It's not it doesn't make you feel like he's manipulating the rules a la James Harden or anybody right. like that. But Dame knows how to get to the line. He and does he still it, knows how to make the shot. And, which he, is and the he can key, still right? make the shot. So yeah. that is the piece of this to where, oh well he's just gonna sit back and chuck a three. He doesn't he can do that, but he doesn't have to. He can get to the cup. So when you have Two guys with yep. that thread, it's like running the option. Yes, pretty much. You know much. what I mean? With with Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. I mean, what right. are you going to do? So, I, I mean, I'm not – I got to see more. Yes. No James Harden. Definitely. I don't know what the Sixers are quite yet, and it was a pretty close game. After seeing the Celtics and seeing the Bucks. I mean, it, it seems like it'll be just them. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. co- crash collision course right. for those two, but you never know. In the East, the Knicks didn't look bad either. They didn't look bad. No, and I mean, Philly didn't look bad, especially no. considering no James Harden. And, like, if they're going to trade him off, they're going to get, like, something for right. him. So it's better than getting absolutely nothing for the production of that roster spot, at least if they trade James Harden, even if it is just for something that we view as underwhelming, like, Terrence Mann and mm-hmm. I don't know some picks or some some young guys. At least it's like they can throw Terrence Mann out there and get right. something. So right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell out Philly yet, but definitely I mean it's going to take a lot of Tyrese Maxey playing like how he did yesterday in order for them to be in that conversation. Still, I remember there's a whole I guess group of young guards that I kind of put in a group together, sure. and it was. Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Simons, Jordan Poole, and Tyler Hero. Because mm. they all got that extension, yeah. and they all kind of got the bag, right? Everybody was around there. Yeah. And out of that group, and I know Anthony Simons is a little tough now because now, hey, man. Well, right. we, we, he's just we, by himself. Yeah, he, I mean, right. he's going mean, to it's, yeah. it's Yes, he's going to do he's his thing. He's got Scoot out there. It's hard to count him right. as well. But now I'm looking at whether the conversation is you you taking Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, or Tyler Hero. Yeah. Tyler Hero hasn't played, so, I mean, what have you done for me lately? Right. I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to evaluate him right now, mm-hmm. but between Tyrese Maxey and Jordan Poole, I, I don't – it was a lot closer in my mind last year. Yeah. I yeah, think it's sure. Tyrese Maxey, and yeah. I don't know how close it is. Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's – well, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, what, what Jordan Poole does best is, mm-hmm. is just – shoot the shoot the ball at right. an incredibly high rate uh and he when he's when he's locked in it's it's incredible but I think Tyrus Maxey is the only one of that group that has I would say Anthony Simons maybe has a chance to go to another level but to me Tyrese Maxey everybody Doc I've heard Doc Rivers talk about it since he's gone on this little media tour he's been on recently he's he just he firmly believes that with James Harden gone that's like 
green light for Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it's going to be a great opportunity for him to just kind of blossom his game and, and you know, expand on everything because he really is incredibly t- – like there isn't really much on the floor that Tyrese Maxey can't do. He does no. kind of remind me of like a smaller Tyrese Halliburton in a way. Mm-hmm. He can shoot. He can facilitate. He's a good defender. He's a good athlete. I'm I'm a really big fan of Tyrese Maxey, and to me, that's again. I think that's where if Philly is going to stay in that conference title contention, mm-hmm. it's going to be because Tyrese Maxey is like a 20 plus point per game scorer, and of course, Joel is going to do what Joel does. So when I was in Philly, right, I I was looking at some of the odds mm-hmm. because of the sports betting is it's allowed in Pennsylvania and it's not in California, right? right? So I just looked at some of the odds, and I like Kaminga. Yes, most improved. Right. I one. think I think that was a good one. Oh, I like, like Moses Moody these days. <laughs> Moses Moody yeah. right now. Oh I also gosh. like Keegan Murray. Yeah. I also oh, like absolutely. Keegan Murray for most, most improved. improved. So I was liking those. Malik Monk, of course, for six man of the year. Yeah. But now I'm wondering, did Tyrese Maxey, he didn't win one already, right? For most no, improved. No, I don't no. believe so. No. But now I'm thinking, uh, he it's might a, sneak yeah. in there. Yeah, especially if like, yeah, if, if James is traded anytime soon or, mm. or whatever, if Philly has success, I think yeah. Tyrese Maxey's that guy can definitely go to like 23 or 24 a game. Yeah, because as we slowly but surely, we're just teasing everybody, right? We're going to get the Kings Warriors, but we can't come off the top of the four-hour show. It's a four-hour show. But as we we slowly but surely get into it, we're going to talk about how important Kaminga is Mm -hmm. because Jay Williams, again, had some things to say in that same clip. We cut it from yesterday because we wanted to play it today about what they have to say about the Warriors, and it ain't good. Yeah. It ain't good, okay? Mm. Your stock is either going up or it's going down. And yeah. Siles and Watkins is going up, but I don't know if the Warriors is going up as well. I know the Kings is going up, but the Warriors, they might be standing pat. And if you ain't going up, you're going down. Got to get to a break. When we get back, talking more NBA, we're getting into the Warriors and Kings. And a certain player on the Niners says that he does not believe there'll be a drop-off if Sam Darnold plays. Let's get into it. Styles and Watkins, we'll be right back. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Second show officially rocking and rolling on this. What do you like better, Friday Fun Day, or because it's really Sunday Fun Day, right? Right. Um, <laughs> what about fun? I didn't, but I like Friday Fun Day better than Fun yeah. Friday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> fun Friday's okay. Uh, Friday, yeah, Friday Fun Day just doesn't, because the Fun Day Sunday is is what it is. That's a tough one. Uh, we'll workshop it. Definitely not a freaky Friday, that's for sure. No, and let uh, us know. Oh. Hey, now. <laughs> well, freak time, we were just talking about. And they did look good. Let us know, YouTube chat, text line, call in, help us out. Or just say Friday Fun Day's okay. Yeah. Give us a green light. Yeah. Give us a green light, and we'll be all right. You know who we don't know is going to be all right, and that's Brock Purdy. And there's a lot going on. You said that Matt Mayoko on radio show earlier today saying that today is really the biggest day in terms of make or break. Yeah, whether we're going to figure the end of this saga, Mm -hmm. which with the Niners, nothing is easy. Right, it was especially just, at the quarterback. Position. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, why? It, why would you? Why, right? why, Come on. Why would? Why it, would you want solidarity and just? You know, why would you not just want to know your answer at quarterback? No, it's, no, it's it's much it more loose. fun this way, yeah. and it's good for us because it is more content. 
And like I said, somebody on that team, a very important player on the team, was involved in a couple important plays against the Vikings, one in which was a positive for the Niners and one in which was a negative for the Niners. And his name is Charverius Ward. And Mm. he had some things to say about Sam Darnold. He says, and quote, I expect us to win, same as I do with Brock. He goes on to say, Darnold's a seasoned vet. He's played six years. He came in the NFL with me. I expect him to come in and sling that bleep around. Mm. Close quote. Okay. Um, well, that's that's an interesting uh, interesting quote because, I mean, I would, you know, it's okay to say he's different and, uh, you know, to say there's no not going to be any drop-off at all. I, I don't think that's what Traverius Ward's trying to say, but it kind of sounds like he doesn't see a difference between Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Right. Which, uh, is is not what you ideally would like to be told about your starting quarter or hear about your starting quarter. Well, and that and that's one of those things where how much of this is just hey I want to prop up my guy, sure. and how much of this is hey you know I've been because there's been so much talk earlier on right when when we were getting when Trey Lance was still around and it was oh. Uh, well, when Brock was only the third string last year, people would hang out mm-hmm. and watch him practice, right? <laughs> is that is is that is that what Charvarius Ward is alluding to? Whereas it's, well, Sam Donald, I mean, we, we really like his arm talent. Right. Or is he just being a good teammate and just saying, hey, we're, you know. We're excited. We don't feel down. We don't, you know. Exactly. We still feel as confident with, yeah. with, as, with Brock as we do with Sam. I feel like it's. For sure. Yeah, the of latter, course, of course. Yeah, I mean, he's not trying to. I don't think he's trying to make a statement there, but it is. Uh, it is just interesting that that you know that that kind of does in a in a way, mm-hmm. and uh, it's definitely not Traverius Ward's intention, but mm-hmm. in a way, it does kind of say. Brock is good. What Brock's done is great. Are are there things that Brock does really well that maybe not everybody has? Yes, but is he like a special talent that right. cannot be duplicated or replaced? No, that's kind of what I take from it. And I know, again, that's not what Traverius Ward is trying to say. He'd probably be incredibly upset that that's what I'm gleaning from what his comments are, but it kind of is what he's saying. Right. I mean, well, it's tough because you can't say, I think we're going to be trash because he's not playing. Yeah, exactly. But then on the other hand, right, we have no faith in Sam. But there is something when you say no drop off, I think is. I think it's okay. You can take that and you can read too much into it, yeah. or you can just say, "I think he's being a good teammate." Mm-hmm. I don't think Brock is going to play. I don't either. I, I it think doesn't that make sense. no, it doesn't make any sense. I think that the Niners feel a little bit of heat, mm-hmm. right? I think they were really hoping that the Dolphins would have been able to beat the Eagles. Yep. And look, I'm not really a conspiracy theory guy, but. A lot of people have, actually, I am, right? <laughs> I am Mr. Tinfoil Hat. But at the same time, I like to believe, I like to believe things are fair, right? Sure. And yeah. when the Dolphins had 10 penalties and the Eagles didn't have any, yeah, it's weird, mm-hmm. right? And the, the conspiracy theorist in, in my brain wants to say, yeah, but at the same time, we saw it happen with the Lakers, right? Back in the day. The integrity of the game would be done. Yeah, I, I just think there's too much on the line. It because nowadays I think it could get proven. Mm-hmm. So I just think there's way too much on the line for the NFL oh, to just sure. play this stuff. You're going to make so much money just for playing sure. it straight. Yeah, to where if they were trying to do some conspiracy and it got found out, yeah. nobody would watch anymore. No, yeah, you can't. Over. That's that's a you. That's a. 
that's a Schroeder leveled bag fumble yeah. if you mess that up. <laughs> and I just don't yeah. see that happening. But you never know. It was I, weird. I mean, it was definitely it was a really weird game, and I I don't think the NFL wants to get into that because yeah, I mean, like you said, no one would would ever would or people would watch football in a completely different manner if they felt like it was fixed. And I know it's kind of became a bigger talking point with with the Chiefs as well, mm-hmm. like with the Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift thing. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, well, when she's there, Jason you know, Kel- it's good. Jason Kelsey, Jason all Kelsey, the same Eagles. thing. If they could get that 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 Super Bowl <laughs> rematch again, they already made an Amazon documentary oh, about man. it. Now imagine what you can do with Taylor Swift thrown into that equation uh so you know that definitely it, it's become a a more hot button conversation but i i i don't think that it's part of it but to bring it back to the niners it feels like it is a, a again we talked about it yesterday it does feel like this is a little bit of a fear on mm-hmm. their side with with them rushing brock back because the reality is too there's a bye week they have a bye following this this yeah. game against the Bengals. why would you rush him back when you're about to get an extended break anyway, why would you not just say, look, we got to cut our losses here mm-hmm. and we can't have Brock sustain an actual concussion in this game to where he might miss four or five or whatever, three games or whatever it might right. be. Let's just rest him. We have the bye week. He can be completely healthy going into, I believe, Jacksonville the the week after the bye. Like, just just set it all up for that. Again, cut your losses and just, just throw Sam out there because I do think it, it, the history of this team shows – Sam Darnold might have to step out there again. It might not be a bad thing if he gets some reps in before you absolutely no, that's need a great him point. possibly later in the season. That's a great point, but the more I hear you talk about maybe rushing Brock back a bit, it makes me feel like the opposite of what Charvarius Ward said. Right. Because if you don't think there's going to be a drop-off, and this is Traverius Ward. He's not. It's not Kyle yeah. Shanahan. It's not any of the members of the coaching staff or the front office. But if you don't think there's going to be a drop off, why rush Brock back? Right. That tells me that I don't know. Maybe mm. Kyle Shanahan has not Doesn't loved feel that way. Yeah. What he's seen right. from Darnold. From Darnold in practice. Now, is that worth risking? It, it's a, it's a double edged sword because Absolutely. is that worth? You're going to rush Brock back and it gets worse. Now you have to throw Sam out. Right. So I think it makes more sense for what you said. To just say, hey, it is what it is. If we catch the Eagles, we catch them. We still have a head-to-head matchup with yeah. them. Yeah. So we exactly. can still we can still right. get our catch get back. Game. Right. You know what I mean? At some point there, they still the Eagles still got to play the Cowboys twice. Mm-hmm. So right. our I would say the Niners NFC West right now is a little bit. Eh, well, it's tough. I don't know. The NFC West right. has. They're both got some scrappy teams. They're both two sure. two team races, yeah. right? I mean, the Seahawks, I and mean, I would say the the Rams, Rams are, I guess, scrappy. Yeah, and right. who knows what Rams or the Cardinals comes back, or what 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 the Cardinals are going to look like if That's if true. Kyler comes back. That's true. Uh, how dangerous they'll be. So, I mean, the Niners definitely have. I think they have both of their matchups against the Seahawks. They still have another Rams matchup, mm-hmm. and they still have another Cardinals matchup as well on top of those Eagles and the Jacksonville, and and so, so they have a tough schedule ahead, which they're they're going to. I don't know. I also wonder at what point, too, do the Niners kind of – I guess you can't do it until it's completely out of reach, but at what point are you like, you know, the the, the number one seed, the home field advantage, mm-hmm. it'd be nice, but we shouldn't risk it all. We shouldn't throw McCaffrey out there when he's not healthy. We shouldn't rush Debo back just, to, just in search of trying to get that home field advantage. At what point is it, hey, I think we showed enough through the first five weeks of the season to where we feel like we can beat – anybody when we're healthy yeah let's just make sure that we're healthy at the end of the year right if, if i'm 
running the Niners. That's what I'm going to try and put yeah. first and foremost. You can't. Yeah, I just don't think it's worth the risk. All right, got to get to a break. The number is 916-339-1140. When we get back, Chris is going to, you know, I'm a new, what was it, Sacramento? Sacramentan. Sacramentan. Chris is going to describe to me the buzz of the city when there is a big oh, Kings man. game. And we want you to be a part of it too. 916-339-1140. How amped are you for this Kings game? Is the buzz in the air? It was a little Home brisk opener. this morning. Come on. Okay, yeah. was that just the feeling yeah. of it's going to be a cold night wind. for the Warriors? A cold <laughs> night. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. We are back, Sacktown Sports. A little bit of Niners talk right there. Styles and Watkins take you up to 2 p.m. And the YouTube chat is on fire right now as hey now. Manny Too Legit is... Oh, no, CK916 had some things to say, Chris, about yeah. your Niners take and not going all in now is. to try to get home field advantage. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that it's... You know, am I saying the Niners should just essentially, you know, load manage their way to the playoffs? No, I just mean, you know, with right now they're in, they found a bad run of injuries. They've got Debo with a hairline fracture. Trent Williams uh, got injured, has already been injured twice this season. Hasn't missed. I don't think he's had to miss a game for it, but uh, McCaffrey obviously going through his injury and now Brock with his, with his head, it's like. And Dre Greenlaw's missed time as well. It's just, you know, I just think the most important thing is is being healthy at the right time. And yeah. I just definitely don't – it's more so I don't find the urgency that the Niners have to win these games. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, would it be great to – it's a good test to go against a, a Bengals team that, who knows, maybe they will turn it around and, and be one of the, the finalists in the AFC this year. But it's a good test, potentially. But I don't think you need it. Again, I think you've shown that – you know, you you might not be who you were the first five weeks of the season at the end of the season, but yeah. just from a talent perspective, if you guys are clicking and you guys have enough people healthy, there's nobody in the NFL talent for talent that can keep up with you, except for maybe the Eagles. And you're you're going to have to face that challenge at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd love to have that in Levi's, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to beat that team anyway. And obviously, again, obviously it would be right. much better. You you'd feel better. You'd have the the home field advantage you'd have the the odds in your favor but you know at the end of the day it's football you you throw you roll the ball out there or whatever you want to put the ball out there and and best team best team wins as i sit here in my temple crew shirt yep right and i watched that thank you i have to wear it on days where they are not playing football because it's (laughs) abysmal it's just a a terrible look and i watched that Eagles game while back in PA. Man. I got to tell you, man, and I don't know if it was because of the weirdness with the penalty difference between the Dolphins and the Eagles. A lot of people left that game thinking, wow, the Eagles, they can win all these different ways. I still do not like the Eagles offense. Yeah, I still I think that offense is somewhat broken. Yeah. And you can't tush push your way to a Super Bowl <laughs> and win it. You yeah. tush push your way to the Super Bowl. I just don't 
I don't see it right now. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. He's playing bad. He's missing throws. Nine touchdowns, eight picks. Throwing interceptions. Yeah. They're clearly missing the offensive coordinator that left, right. Steichen. So, I personally believe that both fully loaded, I don't care if you play in Santa Clara. I don't care if you play in Philly. I don't care if you play on Mars. I got the Niners. Right. I kind of feel the same. I mean, just with with where we've seen both of those teams so far with whatever you would say mm-hmm. their best performance is, I, I just don't – I think the Niners are a more talented team. I think they're yeah. more explosive. And I think really it comes down to their defense being able to limit explosive plays. Like yeah. the, the, the past two weeks, especially against Minnesota, I mean – there were so many explosive plays, the Jordan Addison uh, strip score or whatever you want to call that. They they have to be better at limiting those plays, and that's what happened against the Browns as well. It it was, you know, one long pass to Amari Cooper kind of busted it open, and they, they just – it's really, to me, more, more so on their defense, and their defense, for the most part, has been relatively healthy. I think it's just they, they need to step up. The talent there, you know, I know Bosa's gotten a ton of pressures. He hasn't been able to, to reach home – uh, as as well as he has in the past, Hargrave is mm-hmm. is has gotten to the quarterback early in the season, but has been quiet. Armstead, I love Eric Armstead, local guy, but I haven't seen him at all this year. And, yeah. and I think the Randy Gregory, I, the defensive line is not the problem to me. Kirk Cousins was able to to just dice up that defense, and I've been saying, you know, definitely Daniel Jones and and uh, PJ Walker and Josh Dobbs didn't look like Patrick Mahomes, but there were moments where those guys were able to move the ball down the field on this team. And for a team that's supposed to be one of the best, if not the best defense in the NFL, I just don't think you can have those moments. I think that you need to completely shut those guys down. And Mm -hmm. I know PJ Walker had two picks and Daniel Jones didn't have a good game, but to me, you can't even give those guys a chance. Like you can't give them any momentum. And uh, I think that's kind of what happened in the Vikings game is they just let the momentum go too much in the Vikings' right. favor. And I think the same thing kind of happened with the uh, with the Browns' offense as well. Well, I think when it comes to going back to basketball, as they say, leapers like to leap. Yeah. I think, and Steve Wilkes came out uh, talking about the zero blitz before yeah. the half, which led to that touchdown, and he said, I wish I could take it back. And they asked Nick Bosa about it. They asked guys about the amount of blitzing that they're doing. Yeah. And I think we're realizing that, yes, you have a bunch of weapons on the defensive line, but it's still a blitz. Mm-hmm. And if you get somebody like Kirk Cousins who doesn't necessarily freak out yep. when he sees no, the blitz coming because yep. he's a veteran and he knows what Got he's doing, you're, you're going to get burned if you don't get to the quarterback, right? So I think in Steve Wilkes' mind, he's thinking, with all the names that you just laid out, right. how do we not get to the quarterback, exactly. but they're not getting to the quarterback? So right. you have to, instead of saying – We'll get there eventually. You have to decide, hey, we're going to go about things differently. So I I don't think that they will do the same thing that they did. I don't think they'll repeat the same mistakes. I think I'm very interested to see because Joe Burrow, I I still don't think he's 100% from that calf injury. So he can't run around too much. Steve Wilkes' eyes might get big again. Let's go blitz, blitz, blitz. But he'll dice you up too. Like. Wasn't the whole point of getting this elite defensive line so you didn't have to blitz? Wasn't yeah. that kind of the the Niners calling card the first right. couple of weeks was right. they were barely blitzing at all and still getting home? And to me, again, yeah, like the issue these past couple of weeks has been the coverage. And I think you're you're totally right in pointing out when you blitz, you're taking a man out of that coverage. Mm-hmm. And and to me, it's a lot more important. I think the Niners front four can get home 
if you give them five seconds, one of those guys will get to the quarterback. Right. It's just about being able to to protect down the field and making sure that those long, explosive plays can't happen. And, and it's they've just happened way too many times these past two weeks. Yeah, and I understand, you know, everybody is still trying to figure out, okay, what works and what doesn't. But to me, that's just as important as Brock Purdy playing or not. You right. don't If you don't have time to waste and you're trying to get Brock on the field, then we can't sit here and say, okay, well, Steve Wilk still get there's still an adjustment. There's no time for that. No. There's no time because same thing with Jake Moody. It's like there's no time to figure no this thing time. out. Like this is a Super Bowl now team. Yes. They don't have time for you to figure out the defense. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have time for Jake Moody to figure out his comfort level with mm-hmm. kicking in big situations. It's it that like the the talent is there for the Niners. These are the risks that that they have decided to take, and they're just really dangerous or scary risks to take when you're trying to win a Super Bowl is bringing in, and it wasn't their choice, obviously. D'Amico Ryan's pretty mm-hmm. much got plucked from him, but when you bring in a new defensive coordinator and you have a rookie kicker, those are two massive, massive, massive risks when you're Super Bowl ready, and it's that's just kind of the game the Niners are playing right now, and I think it's, again, that's, to me, the reason why they've lost these two games is obviously because of the leg of Jake Moody in that, in that Browns game, but also Steve Wilkes still trying to figure out this defense because he's new to it as well. What Where are you at on the on the Steve Wilkes being in the booth and not on the field thing? I understand why from like a – more from a hype perspective. Mm-hmm. Like because I understand like Steve Wilkes would want to be in the booth because you can – you get the bird's eye view. You get mm-hmm. to see literally everybody. But from what I understand, Robert Sala was on that sideline. Tamiko Ryans was on that sideline. And we know Kyle Shanahan, uh, not personally, but we've seen Kyle Shanahan yeah. enough to know he's not a raw rock guy. And no. I think that defense is is just, I mean, you know, their physicality has been the story of that defense for the past couple of years, but also just the intensity. And I mm-hmm. think that their defensive coordinators were, a di- there's a direct correlation between the hype that Robert Sala would have on that sideline where they pretty much had to hire hold me back guys right, for him right. to keep him off the field. And D'Amico Ryans, who, you know, is a former player, former middle like linebacker, knows uh, what it's like to be in that locker room and how to get those guys riled up. In that sense, I could see why there's a debate on whether or not it's okay for Wilkes to be on the sideline because I do think, just as a team in total, they need some sort of firecracker on that bench. And it's not the end-all, be-all, but I definitely think when things are going bad, you mm-hmm. need that fiery guy on the sideline who's just going to pump everyone up. Well, it's, it's kind of like a culture fit thing for me, right? right? I'm looking up here the ages, and you had D'Amico Ryan's right. 39, right. right? Robert Sala's 44, and Steve Wilkes is 54. Right. So if you, look at Pete, if you look at Pete Carroll, right. right, I guess age doesn't matter, but <laughs> Pete Carroll is a vampire. He's he's a bit different. Yeah. But even so, just the culture fit in terms of yeah. what these guys are used to. They're mm-hmm. used to, I got a pick, coach, and running yeah. up to your, like, like it's Coach Boone exactly. from Remember yeah. the Titans. <laughs> Did I do good, coach? Yeah. Good job, Petey. Right? But they don't have that right now. Shout out, Petey. Shout out, Petey. Great don't corner. drop my football. Yeah. Don't drop my football, Great cornerback, though. Great corner. And, and let's not forget <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Back, Every but... time we got to bring it up, oh, yeah. a liability at yeah. cornerback. Just a complete, just complete liability. Right. I, don't, I don't care how yeah. good he is at all his other roles. Yep. He was a liability at the cornerback position. You got to talk about that every time we talk about Remember the Titans. Yep. But, you know, there is something just what you've been used to. And if whether it's Bosa after a, a after a sack or anybody, because you see they're still doing that. And right. you look at the coaches nowadays, and that's really kind of what it is. 
Shanahan is more chill, and Andy Reid is sure. a legend, so he's a yeah. legend. But if you look at these guys and a lot of these coaches, the Dan Campbells, right. they – this is a hype sport, and I think these yeah. these athletes in this newer generation they want you to get hype. Hey, coach, mm-hmm. meet me at that level. Robert turnover Sala, chains, me. like turnover all that chains, stuff. Yeah. right? And Steve Wilkes being up there, I'm not saying that's why things aren't working out, but right. it is a different situation For sure. than it has been in the past. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, Chris is going to describe to me how everything's going to go down tonight, what I should be prepared for, and whether there's anything else like it. In the United States of America, when it comes to sporting <laughs> events, a Kings home game at the Golden yeah. One. That that and more when we get back, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.